What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Well, it happened. Uh, Israel has agreed to a five-day ceasefire uh, with Hamas. Be interesting to see a, a if they've pause. agreed. It's a, a pause. pause. Yeah, yeah. They just press pause. So uh, we'll talk about that. Much more to get to. Uh, MSNBC has just been uh, stellar. Oh, they of have, late, they've been at the top of their game. Oh, I gotta say, man. It. top of their game. <laughs> their game, of course, is insanity. Yes, total and complete insanity, and they are at the top of that game. Uh, that and so much more coming up in one minute. You know, I was talking to our friend Sarah Gonzalez uh, yesterday on the news and why it matters, and we were talking about just how much we love the people at Patriot Mobile. They're just great people that actually care about the country. I feel like there's like four people like that left in the world, and they all work at Patriot Mobile at this point. Patriot Mobile, for 10 years now, uh, has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They stand behind their service and their values as a company, and they are a shining example of what can happen when you put the cause ahead of profits. Uh, that's an important part of the formula, and we are proud to partner with them. Uh, for Black Friday, they got a bunch of stuff going on. Patriot Mobile wants to give you a brand new smartphone when you make the switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, you know, every big constitutional principle that you might care about, every moral principle you might care about. And, uh, you know, their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. So you can keep your number and for a limited time, get a free smartphone. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. Use the promo code FRIDAY76. Again, it's a free smartphone. Offer is eligible only with the Black Friday promo code. That is Friday76. Limited time offer. Patriot Mobile. Join them now. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 972-PATRIOT. You know, part of the uh, unusual nature of this whole pause uh, is that it was brokered by Qatar. I don't think I've ever heard that before, no. where Qatar was no. a main player in any negotiation for anybody ever. Maybe I've just missed it. I don't know. It's usually, it's usually soccer, us. A soccer free agent signing. I could see it in that, in that, yes. that context. Maybe that. But that's about it. Yeah. Uh, but it does kind of show our exit from the prominence uh, of the world stage, I, I think. I mean, we, we had some involvement in it, but it's Qatar? Who really brokered this thing? Well, I mean, when you're f- trying to find a, a partner to help broker a deal like this, you need to mm-hmm. find someone that both sides respect, right? We just read the poll of the Palestinian people that 98.2% of them have a negative opinion of America. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. And, and look, should we... Very true. Would you be excited if we were negotiating with Hamas? No. No, uh, in reality, probably not. Probably not. So, mm. I mean, maybe that's the reason. I, I do, and and it's kind of irritating that we probably pushed Israel into this. Yep, that much I, I'm sure we did. Now they might be getting, and I have real hesitation in indoor, like reporting this the way the news has been reporting it, which is mm-hmm. they're going to get 50 hostages back. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's we'll supposed see to how re- many they be get. released ten at a time mm-hmm. over five days. Yes. 
So we'll see if that actually adds up to 50. One of the things they're already saying is, well, we don't know if we could find them. We don't know if we could find the hostages. You know, it's not like we we kept them together in a big room somewhere. I'm sorry, unacceptable. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say. Well, Well, they're not all Hamas. They weren't all captured by Hamas. What do you mean? Oh, well, sometimes there were, were, you know, family crime organizations that uh, just went over there and went to loot, uh, really unrelated to the murders, and just took people to try to make money off of it. We got to find those people. It's going to be hard for us over here at Hamas Industries. It's like, okay, uh, shut up. Give the people back right now. It does show that there was a lot of Palestinian involvement, though. Just rank and file Palestinians going into Israel and taking people hostage. Yeah. And stealing things from them. Oftentimes, Pat, when we talk about foreign countries or foreign lands, we tend to overgeneralize. Like we we, we could say the French suck, right? Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, look, tons of people in France are pro-American. Uh, tons of people in French France are not completely insane. Their general policies and their government annoy us a lot, and we summarize it poorly, maybe. I don't know. If you're in France and you love America and you're listening to this program, we love you. However, in the Palestinian territories, just looking at the polling, it's impossible to, to be able to um, oversimplify their views on Western life. And Jews mm-hmm. in particular, they hate America. And I don't mean when I say they, yes, of course, there are people there that don't hate America. There are people from America who live in, in the Palestinian territories. A They're, full 1.8% it's of very, them right. don't but, hate America. But it's 1.8%. Yeah. You know, I mean, what is the 1.8% here that we would talk about? I, like, very, uh, there's not a lot of things when you talk about ideological or or issue agreement that only 1.8% sides on one. I bet there's no issue wait, wait, well, on that, which you could find 98.2% agreement from Americans. We just, and you're, this does not have 98.2% agreement, but approval rating of Hamas was only 1%. But it was only 81% disapprove. So there's still a big chunk of people who don't know either way. <laughs> I, I don't know what you'd find. It's crazy. I what, don't either. What would you find? I don't know. You, you look at the, at the one, one guy I remember getting somewhat close to this was the very end of the gubernatorial uh, campaign uh, uh, reign of Rod Blagojevich. Remember him from uh, yeah. Illinois? He had like a 4% approval rating at one point <laughs> at the end. 4%. <laughs> so occasionally it can happen. It's hard, though. It, it is. is hard to be, you know, to unify a society like that. And one of the reasons it never happens in America is despite our complaints about the indoctrination of children and, and such, we still have constitutional protections that don't allow mm-hmm. for the types of things, you know, for example, holding people at gunpoint until they agree, uh, that, that, that elicit a 98% uh, and unanimity. We've got much more diversity here of population than they do in Gaza. Very true. Much more. Much more So diverse. it's really hard to get everybody on the same page. You wouldn't think that by listening to the news. You'd think that Gaza's the diverse Yeah, place. you would, wouldn't you? You'd think that they are the, 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 the rainbow coalition. Yeah. And we are yeah. the haters. People forget the, that all the time. This, is there a more diverse nation than the United States of America anywhere in the world? And, and I don't let, think so. Let me add one more word to that. <clears throat> Ever? Yeah, in the, in the history of the world. In the history right. of the world. Yeah. You think China's diverse? <laughs> no. Uh, Russia? Are they diverse? Norway? Nope. Norway? Norway Sweden? is diverse? No. Nope. They're not. No. They're that's not. not usually. That's and not now that they are case. seeing some diversity with uh, some of the uh, refugees and some of the immigrants there, 
they're having real societal problems right now. Right. I mean, really serious problems. Uh, And so that's why I get so annoyed with people who continually bash America because we're this or we're that, we're hateful, we're not inclusive, we're not diverse. We're the most diverse on the planet. And we get along the best with this kind of diverse population. It's pretty amazing, really. If you really stop to think about what happens in this country and who this country is made up of, it's an amazing, it's a miracle, really, that we all get along this well. Yeah. It's a miracle. You know, we complain about, oh, gosh, we're all turning against each other. And in comparison to the rest of the world, in comparison to history, we're doing pretty well. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we talk about all the time when we talk about issues that are negative and... Uh, a lot of a lot of people in the media, a lot of people on the left, like to leave this one little question out at the end of all of your complaints. But uh, you have to ask yourself: as compared to what? What are you mm-hmm. comparing this to? Are you comparing this to some fake utopia that has never existed and probably will not exist, or are you mm-hmm. um, comparing this to every other nation in world history? Because if you compare us to every other nation in world history, look, things are pretty good. I, mm-hmm. We complain a lot about the country um, and the negatives because we see things that are great slipping away. And we don't want to see those things slip away. We want to see America achieve all the things that it should be achieving. But in reality, of course, when you compare it to none of us are like, uh, I don't have plans to go to outer Mongolia this weekend to see if I can find a condo to move into because I don't like America. I really don't have interest in that. There's no other place on earth that I want to live. I love it here. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. I just don't yes. want it to, to and we go don't into want a sinkhole. Right. That's right. all. Uh, so, will Hamas uh, release the 50 hostages over the next five days? And the other thing is, they're doing that in exchange for the pause in, in it's sort of a ceasefire. And 150 Palestinian uh hostages or not hostages but people who are imprisoned in israel being released so of course three times the of number course. of course <laughs> last time they israel uh, had a hostage with uh, in gaza the i believe it was 120 to one. Oh, jeez so uh, this is they're improving at least yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but what happened to the hall? The the uh, the response has to be equal. Every time we go into war, we always hear, "Oh, it has to be a proportionate response." What happens to that with with hostages? Yeah, come why on. it doesn't have to be proportionate? Then no one's complaining. Why aren't they? Why is Gaza getting a, a disproportionate amount of of of? <laughs> and again, hostages is the wrong word. There's right. no hostages being held by Israel in this way. They are people who have committed crimes and have been convicted of crimes in courts and are in prison. That's those are the people being released. Mm-hmm. Which is questionable, right? Like a lot of times, it's not a good idea to release prisoners. But I guess these are mostly children, or not children, teenagers, and uh, yeah, they're, women. They're they're being uh, promoted as children, even yes. though they've committed crimes in Israel, right? And that's why they're in jail. Yes. So Israel's releasing criminals. People yeah. have been convicted in a court of law and have been put three in prison. times as many. Three times as many. In exchange for people who have been ripped out of their homes after doing absolutely nothing wrong and watch their families get slaughtered, right. and now they're prisoners over in Gaza. It's not proportionate. Nope. What happened to the asking of the proportionate response? We don't get that now. 
Yeah, you're not going to see a lot of signs nope. from the pro-Palestinian uh, people. You will not. Hey, you're doing it disproportionately on this hostage exchange. Yeah, you're not going. You're not going to see that. Um. So I, you know, the articles on this have been fascinating to me. Um. Here, listen to this uh, paragraph. For instance, Israel has placed Gaza under siege and relentless bombardment since the Hamas attack, which killed 1,200 people, mostly civilians, according to Israeli tallies. Mostly. It was almost all civilians. Uh, Since then, more than 14,000 Gazans have been killed, around 40% of them children. According to medical officials in the Hamas-ruled territory, figures deemed reliable by the United Nations. Uh, that's kind of a problem because I don't deem the United Nations reliable <laughs> to tell me what's reliable uh, from Gaza. All the children were safe, uh, according to reliable sources like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Okay, I don't trust Jeff. Sure I don't think he's thing. A, he's reliably told us though. But it's interesting how we're. The women and children are always pointed out in the Gaza tally, but have you noticed that nobody in these stories ever cites how many of the 1,200 Israelis were brutally murdered that were women and children? Right. Babies? I mean, at the very beginning, we heard there were 40 babies that were decapitated. Um, But in the follow-up stories, you never hear, and by the way, most of those were women and children. Never. No. And, you know, look, a, a, a country that is trying to commit genocide, that uh, wants to lie to everyone and make them believe uh, that this, the Hamas did these terrible things that they didn't do, does not lower the death count from 1,400 to 1,200. That does not happen. Uh, right. And, and it, you know, we right. talked about this a little bit the other day, but, like, it appears that what basically has happened is some of these people were Hamas terrorists, they found 1,400 people dead, and over the process of identifying the bodies, realized that some of them have been taken out by citizens, and they didn't. And they found out, okay, mm. these people are actually from Hamas. We're not going to count them toward our death count. What nation does that? That is trying to fool people into a genocide? Nobody. Like there wasn't like the mm. Hutu, the Hutu, the Tutsis and the Hutus. I'm going back mm. to Rwandan history here a little bit, but like they were like, oh, hey, you know what? Actually. You know what? We they didn't really do anything wrong, and everything's fine. Like they, that's not what happens. Like <laughs> no. they don't say, "Well, actually, the no. death count was a few thousand less than we originally reported." We want to make sure we get these facts right. Um, you know, the the cockroaches that we need to go murder right now—they really didn't do anything to us uh, that was as bad as originally described. And we want to make sure we're clear about that. That doesn't happen. And the number wasn't one million; it was only nine hundred and forty-five thousand. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you don't see that. No, it doesn't that happen. Um, so it, it's pretty when you're on the victim side, right? Like when you're on the vi- when you're when you're of course on the side doing the murdering, you try to lower the numbers all the time. But when you're on the side of the victims, you don't lower that count. It's the, it's everyone's telling Israel they they have to stop these operations because they've killed more people than were killed in their country. First of all, that's never the standard. Mm-hmm. We did certainly did that in World War II. We are very guilty of mm-hmm. all sorts of crimes. When you think about how many people we killed in World War II than were killed on our soil, uh, it's a massive, massive difference. Huge delta there. But that had nothing to do with the truth. The truth. 
uh, was mm. that we were attacked and we got in with incredibly just reason with incredibly just reasoning and executed a war that absolutely needed to be fought yeah and and the yeah, fact the that the standard we killed, is not all right we're going to no. stop when we get to the number of people that you killed on our side no. that's ridiculous that's psychotic it's insane yeah that's not what you do there you go for the military objectives so that this can so the violence can stop eventually yeah that's what you do in war and that's what israel is doing now and that's what they should do Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More in one minute. So we've taken a pretty good beating as a country these past couple of years, and I'm sure that you know you, like millions of other Americans, are feeling the effects of it. Kind of, we all are at some level. If you're one of those people who are trying to buy or sell a home, you know what's going on in the market right now. Things can seem pretty scary, but here's the deal: as Americans, it's our kind of thing to get back up on our feet and dust ourselves off. It's one of the things that the world used to, and in many places still does, admire about us. Uh, our own Glenn Beck started a company a few years ago called RealEstateAgentsITrust.com because he had dealt with all sorts of hassles as associated with real estate agents and buying and selling homes. Uh, so we started this company to help you find the best agent in your area. They deal with only the best agents. Those are who are committed to working hard to bring you the best possible results. And they know the best practices in the industry and will help you get where you need to be. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. This is a free service to you, by the way. There's no reason to, uh, to, to go anywhere else to find the best agent because this is free for you. So check it out. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Dot com. Ten seconds. Station ID. Uh, the other thing about this hostage uh, situation is apparently it's female hostages that yeah. will be released. Right? I'm, I on think both it's, sides. I'm it's women. Both sides and children. Yeah. Women and children. Quote children. Right. Um, and that's why, I mean, there's still going to be. 200 more hostages that need to be released. And I, I think it only included three Americans out of the, I believe, 20 that have been taken hostage. So um, we got a long way to go. And what they will do, apparently, is they'll extend the pause another day for every 10 hostages that are released. Okay. So this could go on further. Good. We'll see. Uh, look, if th- there's no conversation to have about a ceasefire when one of the suicides is holding a bunch of hostages like this that's that's not a conversation you even right. have if they will return these hostages I, you look you'll delay uh what's going on that doesn't mean you leave hamas in power it doesn't i mean it's nothing like that but if you can if you can wait a week and you know get yourself shored up and also wind up with these citizens back in Israel, so that they can hopefully not only go back to their homes in Israel, but also go back to their homes in Thailand and and the United States and all the other areas that they've been uh, they've taken uh, citizens from. Uh, it's worth it. I, I don't think anybody opposes that. But like, there's no conversation to be had. We we keep talking about this, like, oh, well, we want a ceasefire. The, the the left comes out and they well, they want a cease. We want a ceasefire. Okay, well, I don't know. Number one, you don't have a ceasefire until hostages are returned. Mm-hmm. return the hostages then we'll talk about a ceasefire number two um let's ask hamas if they want a ceasefire because they don't seem to really want one they keep firing rockets into israel and if they stop let's see what do you think is going to happen here pat they're going to get one day into this and rockets are going to start flying again from from gaza and then israel will resume 
their siege of Gaza, and they'll be the ones at fault. Yep, they'll be the ones blamed. Uh, you know, and it's war. I don't like war. I don't want war. But it happens, and it, they're pretty justified, I believe, in this war. And so war is ugly. You know, war is not fun, and war is not proportional. <clears throat> when you fight a proportional war, you lose. Israel knows that. Israel understands that if they do this on a proportional basis, they're going to continue to uh, face these attacks that they just had happen on October 7th, and it's going to be probably worse. I'll bet you Hamas is mm -hmm. planning attacks right now of that course. are as big, if not bigger, than what just happened. Yep. And let us all be reminded that proportional response does not mean dropping a bomb and killing 1,400 or 1,200 people and then in you're Gaza. Done. That's what a proportional response would be is raping, mm. murdering, yeah. decapitating, yeah. putting people in ovens, right. doing all the... And I'm not, you know, we're My too gosh. close to Thanksgiving for me to go through all the freaking horror show that that happened in Israel. I, I'll, I'll spare you uh, that on your drive to wherever you're going for a nice but family it was dinner. horrific. But, and there's no argument... That Israel would ever do any of those things as a policy. No, of course not, and they shouldn't. The Glenn Beck Program. It's the Christmas and holiday season, and it's time for the gift giving, the parties. Uh, this is all kicking off right now. And you're going to go there, you're going to go to your big Thanksgiving dinner, maybe Christmas parties at work, and you're going to get compliments everywhere you go. You're going to look years younger. Why? GenuCell. From now till Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is better than 70% off at GenuCell.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best in skincare all around the world. See those troubling forehead wrinkles, fine lines, skin redness, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's most popular collection. With its immediate effects, immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. So there's no risk here. Plus, included in every po most popular package is your free serum for skin hydration, which will restore your youthful appearance. This year for the holidays, you can truly give the gift that keeps on giving both to yourself and to those you love. My, my, my wife, my, my mom love this stuff. Don't wait. This is uh, These are deals you are uh, not going to uh, want to miss. GenuCell.com slash Beck. GenuCell.com slash Beck. The code is Beck for an additional 10% off. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Don't forget to use the promo code Glenn for $20 off your subscription at blazetv.com. and stew for Glenn today. This is kind of fun. Uh, Elon Musk, richest man on earth, is, is suing Media Matters. They're doing a big boycott of him. They're trying to get advertisers off of X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. And uh, so this could be a this could be a pretty good battle right now. Uh, they were talking about this on MSNBC, and this is the is this the head of. Media matters? I think so, yeah. Okay. And uh, here's what they had to say. Angel, this is your first interview since Musk threatened to take legal action against you. I must say against your company. Thank God. Um, wait, wait, what, wait, hold on. Stop for a second. What's your response? Why thank God? 
Wait, wait, I don't understand. Like, is there is does the anchor have some sort of personal connection here? I, I'm must is he, must be emotionally invested in the guy. Uh, really is in uh, his company. What a strange setup for an interview. Like, Very. God, I'm like, is this a good friend? Like, that's how I'd interview you. Like, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, hey, yeah. Pat, like uh, they're coming after your company, and not you personally, thank God. But like, that's how I would say. Like, yes, you say it to a but great we're not journalist, right? So yeah, but like, and like you'd say to someone you have a personal. I mean, maybe right. uh, who knows? Obviously, I don't even know who these two people are, but maybe they're they are good friends. Maybe they've been hanging out uh, for a it's long possible. time. It just has a mm-hmm. a weird appearance from from an outsider's perspective of yeah. like. Well, I mean, good for you. I mean, I guess uh, I, someone at MSNBC likes you, but it's an odd <laughs> it's an odd setup for an interview. Very, but there's more. Thank God. Um, yep. What mm-hmm. what's your response to this? I mean, I think that the, the thing to keep in mind is that, uh, uh, you know, it's not really clear what his cause of action is. And I think the most important thing mm-hmm. is that in his response, in that legal threat, mm-hmm. he actually confirmed that uh, our reporting was was accurate. Okay, that is not what actually exists on the platform. Pause it for a second, because, yeah, this is not the thing to keep in mind. That is not exactly. That is one hundred percent not the thing to keep in mind. That is because not it's what not a thing here. he said. Right. Hey, you know what? It's really accurate. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to sue them anyway. Right. Because I don't that like was, them. That no. was not the that tone of his response the whole at all. Purpose of what he's trying to do here. If you haven't followed the story, by the way, so Elon Musk is suing him them uh, because they released this report that basically said. All these advertisers are getting white supremacist messages all the time. Yeah. So they they accused him of this. What they <laughs> did to get to get this information. Now look, media matters in my view just makes stuff up all the time. So this might this is well, actually above above their normal standards. Mm-hmm. But what they did was create a bunch of fake accounts, then follow uh, a bunch of white supremacist accounts that they could find on the service. So. Acting like a white supremacist, they went on, they followed a bunch of white supremacists, and then they still didn't get the results they wanted. So, what they did was, Jen, refresh hundreds of times to see if they could get on the same screen one of the advertisers from a big company and some white supremacists. So, this is not how the the system normally works. They just kept refreshing and refreshing and refreshing. Now, of course, Elon Musk knows this because he he can tell what these accounts were doing. He can see it. At least this is what he claims. And so mm. when you go down that road, they're c- completely manipulating the website into an unnatural state to try to get it to get these results. It is not at all what they describe. What about the thing we should keep in mind, though, that Elon Musk himself admitted that what they were saying was accurate, <laughs> that, that, that's Stu. Not what about what that part here. of it? That is so not, you conveniently glossed mm. over that. I just told you exactly <laughs> how they came to that uh, conclusion, and it's completely it's un- absurd. Unbelievable. Like, but this is what they do. This is who they are. Yeah, it's like, you know, you've seen some of these stories that mm. happen with chat GPT, where people will go on and ask it crazy questions, and you read the story, and it's like, it took them 45 minutes to manipulate ChatGPT into saying something offensive, and then they brag about it in a story. Well, yeah. good for you. Yeah. Like, so what? Really? Is that something you should be proud of? The little parlor trick you came up with to try to make your enemy look bad? Good. Congratulations. Like, what a what an amazing accomplishment. And, of course, we're talking about generally, uh, you know, vagrant shut-ins that they've hired or they're doing this work. So you'd assume yep. it wouldn't be any better than this. But still, it's pathetic. You got, like, and- 38-year-old guys in their parents' basement sitting there in their underwear trying to come up with stuff. 
yeah, the, chat GPT uh, or yeah. listening to to broadcasts so they can make something out of it. You know, this is this, what Media Matters does. And they've been doing it forever, right? Like, yeah. it's, it, you, know, you you wind up creating a bunch of bizarre stalkerish obsessives over conservative media personalities. And they mm-hmm. sit there and obsess over every word and try to take everything they say out of context. I mean, we, you know, we did this a while ago. This is when a fill-in show on this program, Pat. You might not even remember this. It was years ago. And we, you and I were hosting a show, and it was Keith Olbermann who was one of the big liberal personalities at the time. I, I don't know if he's still uh, still with us. I'm not sure. Um, but he, <laughs> he uh, at the time, was a big media personality. Yeah. And at the time, there was some mass shooting, I think. And, you know, liberals were doing the typical thing that they do, where they blame, to blame conservatives, conservatives for it. Mm-hmm. And um, we pointed out there was another mass shooting that no one was covering, of course. Why? Because the person was liberal. And they were echoing many of the sentiments that Keith Olbermann says on an every on a day to day basis on on his I think MSNBC show at the time I don't remember which one of his forty six firings uh, we were in the middle of at that time, <laughs> and uh, we we were jo- we came out and we said dead serious we I mean we did do it dead serious we were like look look at this this is something this is a quote from keith olbermann it's the exact same thing this guy's saying yeah uh he inspired this this attack this is Mm -hmm. the blood is on the hands of keith olbermann and we went through this like i don't know two minute rant about how keith olbermann was responsible for this mass shooting then we paused for about two seconds and said by the way obviously everything we said in the last two minutes is completely ridiculous you can't blame Keith Olbermann for this. It's it's he's just a liberal commentator, and this guy might have been liberal, but it has nothing to do with these commentators. Well, that would be completely ridiculous to do this. Well, Media Matters got that audio and just cut out the part where we said it was completely ridiculous. <laughs> the, they literally just stopped the transcript and the audio, which be, was the whole reason for doing it, right? The in whole the first place. Yep, and tried to make it look like we were blaming Keith Olbermann for mass shootings, and then yeah. posted it on their site. Now. We railed on them so hard for this, and we had, obviously, the evidence. Everybody who was listening to the show heard us say, by the way, this is ridiculous, we're just making a point here. And so they did eventually retract that, which is the only time I can ever remember them retracting anything. It's just, it's such a terrible organization. Um, But it -hmm. was funny, and this is the type of stuff that they do all the time to everyone. They're, they're, look, I I don't think they achieve very much uh, for the left, but they do attempt to try to... Uh, get advertisers to quit shows and and do all these things with tactics that are pathetic and and look it's one thing to you know fire up a couple of talk show hosts over it it's another thing to get a guy who's worth a hundred billion dollars pissed off at you because Mm -hmm. guess what elon musk has a lot more money than all of your donors and he can keep coming for you. And he will. I think he will. Yeah. He, I hope he does. You know, he he, he may does. very well do the Peter Thiel type of thing. And where, drive him out of business. And drive him out of business. Now, look. Be awesome. They'll, they'll appear somewhere else and they'll, you know. Change the they'll name. change the name and they'll do the same crap. Obviously, we all know that. But, like, mm-hmm. this, this is the type of thing that actually, you know, this, this guy's coming on TV and be like, oh, well, we did everything right and we're not worried about it. <laughs> Bull crap. They're not worried about it. They're terrified of this because they know Elon Musk has that twitchy eye. He's one of those guys, you know, he just might make this his life's work. He might just give up on the spaceship thing and decide to put this place out of business. Yeah. Because he's so pissed off about this. And he's got the resources to do it. And this is why, you know, this is one of the reasons why the left hates billionaires. Because they can't be controlled like everybody else. You know, you can't just mm-hmm. threaten them, it, it, try to cancel them, but get them thrown out of their accounting job like the average they don't person. Care. They don't have an they, accounting job. They don't have an accounting job. They can just go, they can just say, screw you. They, I'm they gonna, don't even have an income, yeah. usually. It's capital gains yeah. that they live off. Yep. Which is why people hate capital gains so much. Yeah. 
Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how far this goes. Yeah. Let's yeah. listen to more yeah, of this let's... clip. This is fun. Argument is that the platform is so saturated with extremism, with white genocide, with anti-Semitism, with, with genocide, racism, really with, with conspiracy genocide. theories, things that uh, otherwise should be managed in some way. Okay, stop. They, Again, uh, what about, was there any pro-Hamas stuff on the site? Oh my gosh. Was there any question that maybe yeah. they should look at that? Was there, a, I don't know, it seems like there's a lot of, on the internet, a lot of crazy things on the left, too. And uh, by the way, I do not put white genocide on the right. Uh, that's a false narrative, of course, and a false construct. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's plenty of stuff that goes on on the left that is crazy, and people post a lot of crazy stuff on on the internet. Like everyone right. knows this. This is yeah. not. You're not. I know your 943 refreshes told you an amazing story that you had to report. Uh, but uh, in reality, everyone knows. Everybody knows that crazy crap comes on the internet. And come on, it's not like Twitter X is a big conservative hotbed you've got all kinds of liberal progressive oh, yeah. garbage on on twitter yeah, it's Come not true on. it's social right yeah, like i mean it's right. a, it's a there's a wide diversity of views and look i don't know i i didn't create an account and follow a bunch of white genocide accounts to attempt to get this type of material but i don't see it do you i no i mean never. you can search it out and find it mm. but like my feed isn't filled with that stuff at all my feed is filled with people that I think uh, are either interesting or important in some way or just have an interesting perspective or say something funny every once in a while. Like, I don't know. Like, I have no problem with that at all. I don't see any any of that material unless it's somebody highlighting how bad it is. You know, I mean, that's right. the only time I ever see it. You can control your experience and they all know that. This is why what, the, the funny thing about Media Matters is like it's it's talked about as an organization that tries to you know hurt conservative hosts and of course they do try to do that but it's important to understand this is a secondary goal right like yes they are going to take things out of context and lie to try to get conservative hosts thrown off the air of course but the the primary primary thing that's going on here is a grift of liberals like what they're doing is going to rich liberals and telling them they're making a difference that they're not making and they keep going yeah. back to these people who just keep funneling money to to uh, the, the people that run the organization. I mean, if you look at this clip, gosh, for a guy who runs a nonprofit, he's in a, a nice house. It's a big room he's sitting in. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I know mm-hmm. they probably pay their minions four dollars an hour to do this work. But like, apparently it's at the top is pretty nice gig. And these liberals who get excited about, like, I don't like Glenn Beck, I don't like Rush Limbaugh, I don't like um, Tucker Carlson, whoever the person is they're targeting that week, they get excited about it because they're mm-hmm. big names. They have these splashy reports that MSNBC reads like their transcripts. You know, they just read their reporting right off the website and put it on the air. Mm-hmm. And they act like that's doing something. But I have never, I don't know one conservative who has ever been affected business-wise by media matters like they brag about these things and are like well we got both ferrari and bugatti to stop advertising on the glenn beck program just like well we didn't have have those we would welcome ferrari and bugatti but they are not interested (laughs) in uh in advertising on conservative (laughs) radio there was so much of that Ah, it's so dumb during the fox news time period yeah where we got 237 advertisers to stop advertising with glenn beck we really? never had 237 or advertisers i wish we had 237 i know but like we never had Would've that been great people don't Would've like us great. that much mercedes doesn't even advertise with them anymore when did that, that hurt I, that, I, that I, one hurt and so they do these things and they, they manipulate their stupid donors into giving them 
millions of dollars so they can buy nice houses. Yeah. And uh, it's just, I mean, look, as as a grift, it's not, it's a good idea. It's a, it's a nice little play. And you give them some credit, like in the, in the way that you give the mob credit for, <laughs> uh, wow, that was a good strategy to take over the, the waste management business. And that way you could deposit the bodies right there as you throw away the trash. Smart. I mean, in that way, it's smart. Right. Um, but it, it is a fascinating thing that like stupid liberal donors continue to fall for this. And at some point, you think they just wake up. I mean, I don't know. They haven't been nearly as relevant in the, in, re, in recent years, so maybe they have. Yeah, you don't now. hear about them yeah, as much no, anymore. That's true. 888 back. More coming up. In- All right. Well, uh, let me tell you about Tuttle Twins. Uh, they're having their big Black Friday deal that's going on right now with their books, their bundles, some very special one-time bonuses you're not going to see again. These books are an absolute must for you and your family because they teach kids important lessons and honestly they change lives um I, we, our, my kids love this stuff uh they read these books all the time and they teach lessons true principles uh, founding of our nation um, economic principles how to start a small business like all great things that, that your kids need to learn um, but they hear them from you know heroes who built our, our country they hear them from uh the tuttle twins and and the, the other associated characters in the books they, they teach them in like real great stories that they want to actually read. We're talking about thinking critically. We're talking about, um, you know, uh, all these incredible, important things, foundational things that your kids need, and they get them from the Tuttle Twins books. These lessons aren't found in schools. If you want your kids to cherish and defend our nation's core values, these books are key. It's a crazy world out there, and we've really got to bring our kids back to the basics that made America the place of freedom that it is. These books are the antidote to wokeism and Marxism and the garbage that kids learn at school or online. Tuttle Twins have two phenomenal bundles going on this week only. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get all the details, and get the Black Friday deal. All-in-one bonuses available right now, this week only. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It is Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, fun times, Pat. Fun yeah. times. All yeah. right, so are you going to be uh, hanging around this uh, you, the hometown area for I am. Thanksgiving? Yeah, we're at home. Yeah? Yeah. Right, I might have the kids come over and, uh, you know, like usual. Yeah. Jackie's, of Homebound. course, a wonderful cook, chef. Yes. Uh, so maybe I can stop by, grab some stuff. You know, sure. Maybe afternoon-ish. Sure. Uh, what's what's yeah. a good time for you uh, for, for me to come by? Like 11.30 p.m.? <laughs> <laughs> you want me Tomorrow outside of your house at 11:30 p.m. I feel like yeah, I might get shot. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, I, it's I'm excited. We, plus, we have not only the three now football games that happen on Thanksgiving. We now have the brand new first year only um, Black Friday NFL game. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. I love it. I don't care. I, I do love too. It. I do too. But you might as well take Tuesday and Wednesday now as well. Yeah, just take all the days. All of them. You might as well have NFL football every day of the week. It gets hard because you feel some sort of, I don't know, as an American, I feel some sort of like requirement to watch every game that's on TV. Like if there's yeah. a game on, you kind of have to watch it. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I feel. 
And so when they do a Thursday night game and you're like, okay, these are the two worst teams in the league. It's Thursday night. Like there's no relevance to this whatsoever. And I still That's wind- okay. I'm going to watch it anyway. Yeah, I'm going to still watch it anyway. Or I'll at least have it on in the background because it's comforting to me yeah. to have football on in the background. It, Jackie hates it, but I love it. Yeah. I love hearing the football game in the background. It I know. just feels like Thanksgiving. And on Thanksgiving especially, like, you, you know, yeah, of course, you're you know, maybe not tuning into every single play as you normally would on a Sunday. Yeah. But still, it's still, like, it's, important it's to part have it. of the holiday now. The only thing I miss is Pat Summerall and John Madden oh, together. Oh, those were good times. Oh, those were good, good times. The Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Ron DeSantis got another key endorsement yesterday. I don't know how much these endorsements matter. I guess we'll see. But uh, he got another big one in Iowa. We'll tell you about that and lots more coming up in sixty seconds. An uncomfortable question to ask yourself is: I don't know. What are your kids learning about American history in school? The answer, as you may have discovered over the COVID period when your kid was on some laptop, that answer might scare you. Uh, honestly, uh, it is not great news, but Tuttle Twins is having their big uh, Black Friday deal going on right now, the big sale. Uh, they got the books, they got their bundles, they got some very special one-time bonuses you're not going to see again, and these books are an absolute must to kind of turn the tide uh, over all the stuff that we've been talking about when it comes to your kid's education. Um your kids will love these books. They teach them, I mean, they teach them about like the Fed. There's like incredible lessons in these books, but they're books that the kids actually will like. And if you want to, you know, instill true principles of our founding and our nation to our kids, to have them look up to our heroes that, that built the country to be power, to be self-motivated, to think critically, you need the Tuttle Twins books. These lessons are not found in schools. You're going to want your kids to cherish and defend our nation's core values and if you want that these books are key they are the antidote to wokeism and marxism and the garbage that kids are learning in school or online tuttle twins have two phenomenal bundles this week only go to tuttletwinsbeck.com get these are great christmas presents for your kids get the black friday deal and all the one-time bonuses available right now at uh, tuttletwinsbeck.com it's this week only tuttletwinsbeck.com So Ron DeSantis uh, has picked up a couple of really big endorsements in Iowa. Uh, first of all, he got, I think this was last week, he got Kim Reynolds, the governor of Iowa. She's very popular. He got her endorsement. It's a big one. Uh, and now he just picked up uh, yesterday Bob Vanderplatz. Okay. Big yeah. evangelical in Iowa that's 
very popular, and he's behind Ron DeSantis. So I didn't realize he. I, I kind of thought he was supporting him already. I didn't realize he had not endorsed. Yeah, hadn't endorsed um, yet. He's a big figure. We've had him on the show before. He's a, a staple on uh, Steve Dace's show as mm-hmm. well on Blaze TV. Mm-hmm. Really smart guy. Dace, I believe, is also. Uh, endorsed DeSantis. Endorsed DeSantis. Um, yeah, so. both of those guys are super tuned in to Iowa politics. Like, if you want to learn about Iowa politics and understand the on-the-ground stuff, both of those guys talking, uh, you'll get a lot out of that. Um, Bob Vanderplatz mm-hmm. uh, really is tied in. He knows what's going on there, and that's that's fascinating. What do you think about endorsements? Are they Do they make a big difference? Will this help him get over the top in Iowa? Mm, he's got a long way to get to the top. There are a few that matter. I, I think the Reynolds, I mean, I think Bob is is big as far as like mm-hmm. the inner workings of what goes on in Iowa politics, especially as it ties to the caucus, right? Like yeah. he's a big organizer. He knows that stuff really well. So in some ways, it's not as splashy as mm-hmm. some endorsements you might see. But, yeah. But, it's, but it is a big endorsement for, for Ron to... to, uh, to to land and kim reynolds is very popular i mean like certainly not gonna hurt it's right i think it's been a few weeks since the reynolds thing i haven't seen any movement in the polls right really from it Mm -hmm. um but it is important one of the things you get from endorsements and this is the only reason i think long term they really matter is you well money is a big part of it that's true yeah Um, i was going to go to the it gives you a sense of what the party mechanics are doing yeah. Right, like yeah. when you get when you get a a bunch of people lining up behind a candidate, you realize that things behind the scenes can be moved, donors can be moved, uh, supporters donors, can be moved. That's an important element. Uh, um, rule, you see this with Biden right now. Like he's changing the rules so that he doesn't have a primary. Right, then that's a real extreme example. But these things mm-hmm. can happen uh, often, where. Um, you know, certain groups can be influenced and changed all behind the scenes. It's not necessarily like, well, I heard Kim Reynolds is voting for Ron DeSantis, so I'm going to vote for Ron DeSantis. That's not really the way typically endorsements work. Now, an endorsement, for example, from someone like, let's say, Donald Trump. Donald Trump decides he's going to leave the race for whatever reason, uh, and he he throws his weight behind... Um, Vivek Ramaswamy. Would that make a big difference? For yes, it would make a big difference for Vivek. Um, mm-hmm. His endorsements in primaries have been pretty meaningful, especially in close primaries. Yeah, of course, Trump overstates the value at times of his uh, of his endorsements, but some of them have been very valuable, and uh, it can turn a close. I mean, the, the Dr. Oz one would be maybe the biggest example of this. Like, there's no way Dr. Oz would have won that primary without Donald Trump's endorsement. Um, and he wound up winning a very close primary and then of course losing to John, <laughs> John Fetterman, to John Fetterman to in, the general, John Feb- in Fetterman. the general election. So that one, maybe not a great example of it working out all that well in the end, <laughs> yeah. but he did win the primary for Dr. Oz. I don't yeah. think there's any question he won that yeah. primary. Um, uh, so I don't think that was a good thing, by the way, just, uh, just kind of a side trip example. here, uh, on the Fetterman issue. Mm-hmm. He's been amazing on Israel. What the hell is going I, on? I don't even understand it. How is it possible that he's been so strong on Israel? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He has. I look. This is something the left will never do. They never do this, but we will do it because we will be honest. Yeah, John Fetterman has been really good on this issue. He He has has been really good on this issue. He has. He shouldn't be in office. No, he's still terrible. He's still incompetent. He should still be removed immediately uh, on his own accord. He should just walk out and say, "Guys, I can't do this job." Go take care of your health at home. Yeah, go do that. But he has been, and he stood up for Israel, and he's been, I would say, quite really strong. I mean, if we're going to be really, should we be really uncomfortable here? Okay. Can I can I make can I do something that will cl- if it was any other day but the day before Thanksgiving end mm-hmm. my career <laughs> in this particular <laughs> medium? You know who else has not been bad 
is Hillary Clinton on this issue. She has multiple times. Oh, wow. Come out. Now you've gone too far. Okay, now. Now you've just ruined it. (laughs) Now. (laughs) You you just. Did you hear her explanation to (laughs) The View, the the dunces on The View about what was going on in Israel? I don't think I did. It was eight straight minutes of her explaining actually all the things you're saying are wrong. And telling, oh, explaining how wow. many times they had been offered a, a state of their own, and how many times they she been did attacked. go through that. She went through the whole history of it, and I Do would say eighty percent of it was stuff you could wow. hear on this show. Like it was, wow. it was really? amazing. I, how did I miss that? I don't know. I again, I think because I'll bet you one of my producers saw it and like, I'm, I'm not, not going to show that to him. He, that he might say it was Hillary good, Clinton. and then he's going to ruin our careers. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you save this stuff for the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, come on, no, who, all the executives are out of town. They won't care. But, but really, we I should pay say, credit where credit is due. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I know. And and look, she's she would have been a terrible president. I can't stand Hillary Clinton for a million different oh, reasons. But she's terrible. But she has been actually. She wrote an op-ed that was again not i wouldn't write the exact op-ed i wouldn't have explained israel the exact same way but Mm -hmm. honestly it was pretty darn good certainly better than the mainstream media is doing on this issue Mm. and that's embarrassing for the mainstream media it is um and i have to bash the mainstream media just so i can now keep my job after saying (laughs) hillary clinton did a good job on something but i mean it is i i will say like it's a weird issue because we are now at the place where the the left has the Democratic Party has become so insane that you can usually summarize issues by just saying they're totally wrong on every aspect every aspect of this, mm. and it's not even mm-hmm. worth considering their opinion. Uh, Israel is one of the very few issues where some Democrats are moderately sane. Yeah, they're not completely nuts right. every time on this issue. Uh, but it's they're very few and far between at this point. So again, my praise for both John Fetterman and Hillary Clinton is incredibly limited, and I'd like to be employed on Monday. And, and one of the reasons is they have a lot of Jewish constituents. I think and, that is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like Chuck Schumer, uh, is yep. he going to come out against Israel? Yeah, no, I, he, he an, better not. A, another person. I'll. T- Another I mean, person. While not, well, yeah. Well, let's just keep rolling the dice here with the careers here, Pat. Another yeah. person who's been pretty good on this is Amy Schumer. I, uh, she's been mm. standing up and saying, again, like this is obviously very important to her. She's an idiot on 99% of issues. Yeah. But again, it, it, it was very hard for her to take a stance. I am sure she's been hammered by all of her crazy liberal supporters, all of which, you know, she probably deserves because she's cultivated a, a bunch of idiots in her audience. Mm-hmm. However, like, you know, to come out and as a celebrity and say, hey, like this is uh, I'm not going to back off of this. Like you just murdered twelve hundred people. Right. Um, uh, you know, and that is unusual for it's them. It's unusual. They don't usually take a stand. Yeah. This is one of those issues that's not as boilerplate as every other one. You know, every everyone yeah. is there's this unified idiocy yeah. on the left. And this is like at this point, it's it's like only half idiocy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not all it's everybody on the left is not Elon Omar on this issue or AOC or God forbid Rashida Tlaib. Right. There are there are some people who will still say even though they'll throw out I mean, you know, Biden, I will not give this as much credit as some of these other people, though he's had some good statements on Israel. Um, yeah, but, but he's he's, he's also diluted yes, that. And he you with can see the two him, state solution nonsense yep, and the ceasefire talk. And you can see him walking away. You know, yeah, one of the scary sure. this is we would normally would come on the air and tell you, hey, a, this is a bad poll for Joe Biden. That's good news because none of us want Joe Biden to continue being president. Mm-hmm. However, this most recent poll, if you care about Israel, 
is mixed news because yes, his poll numbers are bad. They're the worst they have been according to the NBC news poll, but the erosion there is not from conservatives or independents. The erosion is from liberals and mainly young liberals because they they hate his israel stance right and when his israel stance is if anything else is just kind of walking the line between israel and palestine or palestinians i don't i'm not going to praise that opinion but what i would say is that he joe biden has no principles on this stuff like he doesn't he'll go he's been in the center of the democratic party for 50 years he moves wherever that center is. That's where he is. When it was the mm-hmm. era of small government is over, you can go back and find some pretty good statements from Joe Biden on various things. He's the guy who wrote the crime bill, Mr. Tough on Crime, when when it was mm-hmm. cool to be tough on crime. He'll go wherever the wind goes in the Democratic Party. He has no principles on this stuff. And the fact that the wind is now blowing to a place not to support Israel, to instead um, be much more favorable to the Hamas position here is not a positive. No, it makes it scary. It's positive for his reelection hopes, but what he will probably do is move to where those polls are going. And that's not positive globally, in my view. Yeah, it it's interesting because um, this is a complex situation for Democrats and for celebrities. You know, Amy Schumer, uh, Susan Sarandon just got in some trouble Uh-oh. because of her statements on on Israel. Uh, what she said was now Jews are getting a taste of how it feels to be Muslim in America. Oh, God. What? What are you talking about? This is I, so bizarre. I, It's unreal. So she just got dropped by her talent agency. Which is, again, you know, the cancel culture thing. If you want to <clears throat> yeah. throw that, you want to include this in cancel right. culture. Usually only hits right wing opinions. Right. In this particular issue, it's not the same. It, like the, yep. the the woman who and I don't know who she is. I did not see either of these. I'm sure they were fabulous. But Scream Five and Scream Six. Yeah. Uh, you remember the Scream? You know, had Drew Barrymore in the first one. Yeah. Um, so it's been a long time. Um, they've been releasing sequels. I guess apparently every you know six months or whatever they do with these <laughs> movies. And the, whoever is the star of this movie, I don't know or have her name off the top of my head. She wrote some pro-Palestinian stuff, said Israel was committing genocide and all these things. She's mm. been dropped from Scream Seven. Oh wow! Again, this isn't normal really? behavior for Hollywood. When That's you ha- not. If you say I want to kill every baby in the womb that is possible, oh, you're, you are going to be, be a superstar totally in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is going to be totally fine. You'll be praised forevermore. Yeah. If you want to say I want all uh, little uh, young boys to be in girls' locker rooms, uh, you're going to be fine. If you you want to mm-hmm. say uh, you could say any controversial opinion and be completely fine in Hollywood, with this one exception, right? Like you're you're yeah. you, there are still a lot of Democrats who feel like, hey, maybe we shouldn't execute all Jews. There and are that's nice also to see. there's also a lot of Jewish producers in Hollywood. Uh, wow. You know, I can't believe you are you saying Jews run Hollywood? <laughs> no, is that I'm what not. you're saying? Osama? I'm just saying is that some what you're saying? of the heads of the studios are in fact Jewish. Yeah, and and as yeah, you pointed Steven out, Steven Spielberg's, you yeah. got uh, you know a bunch of guys who and, everybody knows are Jewish. They're, so hopefully they're not going to be friendly to things like, you know, Miss Scream 7, right, yeah. Talking about genocide of Jews. And and look, even though when you look at the profile, we did a we we covered a poll of Jewish voters here that was from I think it was I think it was May. It was before October 7th though. Mm-hmm. And we looked at the profile of those viewers or of those voters. And there's, you know, obviously Jewish voters can be broken into several different categories. Um and, and you know, the orthodox category 
let me take that aside for for a moment because the orthodox category you would 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 react in the way a lot of conservatives would right to these issues they're more conservative on almost all issues mm-hmm. they are very interested in what happens in israel um when you go to ev- the 80 percent of jews that do not fall into that category what you find is among the most liberal voters in our society you find people who are right. supporting abortion at 80 and 90 percent right. You find them supporting almost every liberal cause imaginable, mm-hmm. even Israel, where they are more conservative than other AOC-type liberals. Um, what you get with the with the with these polls is showing that Israel is one of their lowest priorities. Uh, that is polled. They are more interested in almost every issue. It's only like five or six percent of liberal uh, Jewish voters consider Israel to be a top issue. So while they mm don't want Israel wiped off the planet, of course. It's not, not a, big a central deal to focus of their Normally, life. Yeah. Now, it becomes more of a central focus of their life when their now, relatives are being murdered yeah. by Hamas and Israel. So I would assume that poll has changed a little bit. Yeah. But like you see that there are some... This is an important constituency for Democrats. This is not... like it you is. Know, We talk about how they pander to all these different voters. Um, they're, they'll pander to Jewish voters as well, but... I think the tide is turning. Uh, yeah, because uh, right they're now. waking up to the fact that the left is not their friend. I know. Never has been. Never will be your friend. Yeah. The right is your friend. Yeah. Uh, Pat, Pat, in the this Christian poll, right is your friend. I, I don't know how you didn't see that before October I, I don't 7th, either. But I don't either. Poll, this but poll from welcome. May showed that one of the questions was asked almost specifically like this. What group of people would you depend on to, uh, to protect you from anti-Semitism? Now... I don't know how you get this one wrong. I can't there imagine how you get this one wrong. Get it wrong. Are there anti-Semites uh, that identify with the right? Yes, there are. And I, they are rejected often uh, yep. by everybody on the right. By us. Right. Like, we, we are not like, hey, you remember the Jews will not replace us guys in Charlottesville? I have no connection with those people whatsoever. Yeah. They are not to me on the right at all. But when it comes to the polling of Jewish voters mm-hmm. on a two and three to one basis. They said Democrats would be better to support them, oh to, to protect them against anti-Semitism. It's unreal. It's incredible. That's un- How do you think real? Hopefully they're waking up to it right now, though. I hope. More coming up in one minute. What do you when you walk down the meat aisle at the grocery store? You're looking for some kind of real good meat that you can feed your family, right? You want something raised in America, and you're looking for something close to expiring because that's the only way you can get a good price? If you are in this situation, what you put on your table matters. And that's why you should get your meat from good ranchers, because you're going to cover all of those things. 85% of the grass-fed beef is imported from overseas, but not with good ranchers. They source all of their high-quality beef and chicken from local farms and ranches. And from every box ordered, Good Ranchers donates 10 meals to Americans in need. That's over a million meals so far. So do good while you eat good. Don't settle for less than the best meats, and don't settle for meat that's been raised overseas. Go to GoodRanchers.com and use my promo code BECK for $25 off any box do some serious good for yourself your family and others by having american meat delivered to your door GoodRanchers.com. use the promo code back for 25 dollars off at GoodRanchers.com. Triple eight seven twenty seven B E C K is the phone number. It is Pat and Stu in for Glenn. Day before Thanksgiving, we are talking about um, really 
the global stage as it relates to politics here in the United States. And, you know, it's fascinating to to watch this stuff develop. Their polls have been coming out over the past few days that have been devastating for Joe Biden. I mean, I, catastrophic. I love that. I, love that. Good. I do too. I, Good. We discussed we're their... still over. We're, we're about a year away from the election, so anything can happen. Oh, but yeah. I, it, it's a good sign. It's a, it's a snapshot. The people, some know. people are waking up, you know? And, and sadly, though, some... Some of this erosion, like you just pointed out, is from people who are pissed off that he's supporting Israel. It's true. It's true. That is a, that's a little bit disconcerting. But any yeah. any weakness for Joe Biden, I think, generally speaking, it politically is a, is a positive thing. If yeah. you care about the country and you want it to go in a more conservative direction. That being said, you can't predict a lot here. I think people get too confident. Mm-hmm. And I talk to uh, conservative you know, friends a lot, and they're like, oh, gosh, well, Joe Biden's been so bad. Obviously, he has no chance of winning. That's not really where we are. You know, even these polls mostly are, are within the, the margin of error. Of course, a lot of people are concerned about you know, new rules and laws and ways votes you know, are occurring, you know, including mail-in voting and, and mail-out voting, where you just pepper homes with with official ballots and see if they come back I mean, some of these yeah. practices are so wild i never thought we'd be there i never and a lot of you know a lot of our listeners are in states where this has been happening for years it's not brand new but the fact that you just send ballots out to homes and assume that person still lives there assume that person is someone whoever is going to be there won't fill it out for everyone in their household i mean there's so many problems that can happen with that mm-hmm. look can't it's not crazy. Go back to a system where you need to show up and vote on election day, or even if you want to do these some of the early voting, okay, at a limited basis, maybe you want to include that. Yeah. And then include some sort of rational policy on absentee voting. I'm going to be out of the state. I can't be there that day. Let me cast my vote by the mail when I request a ballot and I give you the reason why I need it. Like, that is a totally rational way of voting. But it's, you're, you're an election denier if you want to do any of those things. Yeah. You're trying to suppress the vote mm-hmm. uh, if you want to do any of those things. We can't even go back to the pre-pandemic ways without no. the drop boxes. That's hateful. And all the ma- mail-in stuff. It's, it's asinine. <laughs> That's a good word for it. It's asinine. It is asinine. 888-727-BECK. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. For 10 years now, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, standing behind their service and their values as a company. They are a shining example of what putting the cause ahead of the profits looks like in real life. And it's why we are proud to partner with them. You're going to get great service. You're not going to have to worry about having questionable service. You're going to get great service from Patriot Mobile, and you'll support the causes that you believe in. For Black Friday, Patriot Mobile wants to give you, I don't know, a brand new smartphone. How about that? Want a free smartphone? Go to Patriot Mobile. When you make the switch today, Patriot Mobile is going to offer you dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. Kind of nice. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and so much more. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. You can keep your number. And for a limited time, get a free smartphone. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Call 972-PATRIOT. Use the promo code FRIDAY76. Again, it's a free smartphone. Offer is eligible only with Black Friday promo code FRIDAY76. A limited time offer. Join Patriot Mobile and make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com. Check out my show, Pack Ray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern, 6 to 8 Central, or anytime and anywhere you get your podcast. 
Blur. <laughs> uh, welcome. It is uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, we were just talking about uh, the Monday Night Football game with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. And the Kansas City Chiefs. And not just because it's uh, Stu's team, the, the Eagles, and they won. Mm-hmm. But the, it was the most watched uh, Monday night football game in 27 years? Yeah. That That's crazy? amazing. Twenty About 29 million viewers on average watching the game, which is wow. incredible. I mean, That's amazing. Those numbers seem familiar from uh, an a era when there was ago. three networks, yeah. you know, and there's nothing to watch. I mean, with right. all the stuff that is on right now, 28.96 million viewers, most watched Monday night football in 27 years. This is after the Super Bowl, which, of course, sadly ended the wrong way. Uh, with the Eagles losing, but that drew 115.1 million viewers, according to Nielsen, making it the most watched program in television history. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Uh, so more watched than what's the one that's always cited? Dallas, Dallas, the Dallas, Mash, Mash, uh, Mash. Mash. There's a bunch of those that are always tossed around. And this was bigger I, than all I mean, of them. Come on, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, football is always the number one thing on TV. It really is, and it's separate from everything else. I mean, Sunday Night Football is usually the number one show of the week. Right. Every week. Every week. You look at the top shows and of the year. And it's not even close. It's Super Bowl one, and then you get playoff games, and then you get Sunday Night Football games. I think last year, was it 75 of the top 100 or something? <laughs> I mean, it was something outrageous. We're all football games. Which is crazy. It's amazing. I, and so... It's amazing. I, do you think... This effort by the left, which is ongoing and real, yeah. to end football as we know it, yeah, can because be of the injuries and whatever. Yeah, well, I don't I, think it's because of the well, injuries. No, I think they want to destroy American culture. I, I think so too. But their stated reason, the American is people won't tolerate it. They won't tolerate. We'll tolerate Marxism. We'll tolerate hedonism, but we won't tolerate the football going away. I think you're going to, that would cause the American people to rise up and say, "Mm, no, that's not happening. You can't get rid of football. Right? I mean, is there any other issue that would unite Americans more than that? Yeah. Sadly, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't think so. I do think, though, there is a real movement. I mean, there is a a real movement. They want to show it as brutal and awful. And how can you put your kids in this? and, And look, you know, as a parent of a child who plays flag football and wants to play tackle football you know i you can be of two minds on this like i i you know you're concerned to put your kids i have a a a friend um whose son is a really good athlete and played tackle football and and, you know recently broke his back it's like a 12 year old broke his back in a game now he's gonna be okay and he's gonna brace for a while but like i mean good god i like it's terrifying and i you know, that is. Uh, I, I, Are they going to let him go back? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. This is Texas, Pat. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> I think they will. I mean, and, and again, that, that doesn't look, it's a small, small percentage that something like that could happen. He's going to be in a brace for a little bit, but he's going to be okay. And every, every indication is he's going to be okay. It was not a devastating injury from the perspective of some long term consequence. They don't believe by any means. Uh, but God, just hearing those words is terrifying. I know. Yeah. Not to mention, of course, the concussions and all the other stuff that you, you I'm hear. I'm more about. afraid of that. Yeah. Because I think that's because it's like you know my dad played uh, tackle football and and I he had knee problems his whole life uh, because of it he was a linebacker a uh, darn good one and he you know mm-hmm. had uh, issues uh, with his knees I always kind of struggled with them when we'd be playing in the back backyard he, he had those issues and 
um, you know, he mm. lived with them and he looked at that as a price for what he did. I mean, he didn't want to get injured, but he loved the game and loved playing the game mm-hmm. and would not have given it up, even knowing what injury he ended up with. Um, you know, some of these things are really serious, though. There's a, there was a big story in the New York Times this past weekend. And again, the New York Times is leads these movements. They take... Mm-hmm. They, they are the ones that make these things occur. You know, this is what happened, you know, a lot of the stuff with CTE. They're looking into this. this. The headline of the story was, they started playing football as young as age six. They died in their teens and 20s with CTE. That's the headline of the story. Now, Ooh. of course, we all know that this theoretically is possible. Um, they have, you know, devastating evidence of, a, you know, a young kid who turned 18 was having problems, voices in his head. He believed he had CTE. Uh, he killed himself shot himself in the chest um, and uh, in his goodbye video to his parents, which he recorded right before the shooting said, please donate my brain so they can look at this for CTE. They looked at it for CTE and they found it. They found found that he had CTE. Um, They went, here's the thing though. They only test the people that they suspect had CTE who played football. What if everybody has CTE? Yes. I mean, we don't know because you don't get tested. They know shockingly little about this. Yeah. They know shockingly little right. about this. I talked to... Well, uh, we, get, we got that... Have you ever seen the movie? Is it Concussion? I think yeah, it's called... Yeah, Will Smith, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talk about a one-sided movie. Oh, I, that was all from the perspective of the doctor and what he found out and the NFL's evil and they should have been on this because they knew the whole time and I, no, I they think didn't. Yes, I think that's I do BS. Too. Now, look, I do, do they want to protect the shield? Sure. Of course, but like, well, of course, everybody wants to protect their their company, their business right? and of their course. company. But like, the the what the way that people don't look at this is back when this was happening, it was there was basically one doctor who thought this was going on, and he was a kind yeah. of a nobody. I mean, yeah. like, look, this is how these right. things happen. This is actually, in some ways, a, a really good story where well, we went to the who, University of Swahili or something. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, it's not Nigeria? that there's anything right. wrong yeah. with Swahili or Nigeria. Right. They're wonderful places. But, but he, he was wasn't kind of a well-known physician here in the community, right? Yeah. And so he had brought up these concerns, and he was largely ignored because there were, let's put it this way, everyone believed better doctors on staff for the NFL. Who did not think this was the case. And by the way, this is still true. There's still a lot mm-hmm. of doctors who believe, actually, this isn't as opening, you know, cut and dry as people believe. I, I, I talked mm-hmm. to a former uh, NFL team doctor who laid out the research for me a couple of years ago. And he's like, look, we still know almost nothing about this. The suspicions are real. I that. And there mm-hmm. could be effects. But we also look at this and we find people who didn't ever played football that get this. We, there's all sorts of exceptions to these rules. I, there's also a thing, a report where soccer might be even worse than football because they're doing the headers all the time yeah. off a ball that's coming at you at 50 miles an hour and then you bash it with your head into the net. Mm-hmm. That's causing severe concussions. Yeah, it's, it's all. it was different sports. Like soccer was one of the big ones. Hockey was another big Hockey, one. Hockey, um, yeah. But this is, and again, like to your point where it's not everybody, this is this is the New York Times article, which isn't, doesn't explicitly say we should end football today, but is almost to that level. Like they're basically like, what are you doing to your kid putting your kid in tackle football? Uh, they say researchers mm-hmm. examined 152 brains of contact sports athlete who, athletes who died before turning 30. So 152. Um, they found that more than 40% had CTE. So right off the bat, 
60% seemingly didn't. Uh, so everyone wants to say off the bat, okay, you're going to blame football for all this. Well, obviously, you know, we're talking about 60% in this study that's trying to make an argument, you know, that this is bad. Yeah. They say 60% had CTE. Um, this is, uh, they, they go through sort of the details of this and they, and they show like really like um, legitimately emotional footage of uh, these kids who, you know, you watch them play football at six and seven years old and you realize later on they died in some terrible way. It's awfully heart-rending. And I, I, yeah. I understand that. But of the 63, 48 played football, they say. So again, now you're at, it was 60% had didn't have CTE. Now there's another 15 of the 63 people who, uh, you know, what, a quarter of them um, mm. didn't uh, even play football. The main sports for other athletes in the study who had CTE included hockey, soccer, and wrestling. So, look, I think frequent head mm-hmm. trauma can really do some damage. And we're finding out that that is mm-hmm. a real problem and we should do everything we can to prevent it. However, yeah. just like every other dangerous profession and dangerous pastime, <clears throat> it is up to the individuals, the individuals' families, the people involved to make decisions on their well-being. That is something that I, we've lost through the COVID period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We we lose it seemingly every single day. Where you know, like, what happened to the people that that the, the frontiersmen who went out and risked their lives on a daily basis to make this country exist? Yeah. The nation would stop if, would if stop they it. had the our mindset our mindset back then. We would have stopped at Ohio. Mm-hmm. We we wouldn't go another inch. Yep. Because it was too Who scary. And it was there. too dangerous. Well, we're fighting frontiersmen dying at a at a level that's unacceptable. We need to stop yeah. it right now. And if the left gets what they want, we will do nothing. We will sit on our freaking smartphones all day long and never move. And say what you will about the NFL. Um, they don't want bad things to happen to their players because that's counterproductive to their business. Let's say they're completely insensitive to human suffering. Yeah, which I don't believe. By yeah, the way. which I don't believe either. Not at all. But let's give them that. Okay, okay so fine. let's throw that one out. At least they want their players to continue to play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's to their benefit. To protect them. And they it doesn't make any sense for them to say, yeah, there's nothing to this. We're not going to do a thing about it. No, they really, be- I believe, they really <laughs> legitimately believed at the time that these things were not accurate. And, right. and you, you go back at the timeline, the first, I'm going uh, to estimate this. I don't remember the exact year, but the first time, the first restrictions put in and the protections for players for concussions were put in the, I believe it was the same year that Boston University came out with their first study. Um, it may have even been before it because there was a lot of conversation that occurred before the study. But mm. the first conclusive study on CTE, it was within a year that the NFL put in protections. Now, you might say those protections weren't enough. You might say that they should have gone farther. They should have realized earlier before the scientific consensus came out. You might but, say they should be playing two hands below the waist. Exactly. Or flag football. Yeah. You and might that's say where, that. I, that is where I think and, this... And that's where I think they wanted they to want go. They wanted to go. And if, if it goes there, it's over. And look, I, and it's I'll be, over. I, honestly... Like, Nobody's going to watch flag football. My, I love my kids. I, they love, my son <clears> loves football. And I've had him so far play flag football. Because I want him to, you know like I, there's injuries and it's outside of just uh, the 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 head stuff but it's also mm-hmm. like he's a really big baseball player and you know he, he really loves baseball and i think you know him getting hurt in the football field might affect that there's a bunch of reasons why we've chosen to go that way especially in their younger years i don't think mm-hmm. that's wrong i don't think that means that you're you know uh, against tackle football to, pr- to protect your kids early in life you can have them play flag and it's great for them but like mm-hmm. look nfl athlete you're a freaking adult you're going to college. You want to play right. college football. You're in a. You're yeah. making decisions 
as an adult in these scenarios. And you're making really good money. Almost always, in almost every case, over seven figures. Sometimes eight figures. I mean, it's... You're, you're, uh, I mean, over the course of your lifetime, you know, some of these guys are making hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're making a, uh, a benefit, a cost, uh, risk benefit analysis yeah. there for their own life. Like everyone does. Like every everybody day. does. Every and day, a decision you make in your life has a cost. Driving on the highway has a cost benefit analysis associated with it. Mm-hmm. You might be making it subconsciously, but you make thousands of them a day. And when these people are making really important decisions about their life and they are saying, hey, especially now, they know these risks. They know. Yeah, they do. They're aware as to what they're doing and the risks they're taking. And, like, that's why I, I never, I'm never a, 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 an opponent of a guy, you know, getting a first down and getting out of bounds instead of taking an extra hit. Like, get out of bounds. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. You don't need to get beat up by a guy that's 300 pounds coming at you full speed if you can avoid it. But when it's fourth and one in a playoff game and you need that first down that's the time to take the hit and go for it right and you know i think i don't think there's any problem with that i think we we can do these things in a smarter way we don't have to i think they've gone too far already with the protections to the point of like sometimes i I watch these there's there's a a roughing the passer call in that eagles chiefs game that was like are you kidding me the mahomes released the again i'm an eagles fan mahomes released the ball and like one second after he releases the ball, a guy pushes him in the chest and he falls backwards and they call it roughing the passer. It's like, what sport is this? <laughs> These are supposed to I be guys. This is tackle football still, I right? Know. We haven't changed it completely to flag yet, have we? I get, and this happens, it's not just like the Eagles are only the only ones getting bad calls. It happens all the time, all over the league, and it's absurd at some level. But like, I understand trying to protect these players, and you should. But, like, let these guys be adults. They're men. Let yeah. them be men. Let them make decisions to to form their lives for themselves and their family. That's that, that's the American way. 888-727-BECK. Well, Tuttle Twins are having their biggest Black Friday deal ever. You you know the Tuttle Twins. You know their books. We've, we've talked to the guy who writes them on the air uh, many times. And, you know, he's like, he cares. <laughs> He actually cares. He's one of these people who says, you know, we can complain about this stuff over and over again, or we can do something about it. So they started writing the Tuttle Twins book, and these these books are books that help your kids understand American concepts, American principles, or just, you know, principles of being a good person, taking personal responsibility, uh, living the life you're supposed to live, and American history, uh, how to build a small business, really important things that your kids should know and will never be taught in schools so what do you do to get these books well they are books that your kids are going to love and maybe your grandkids are going to love they're fantastic christmas presents and these books are the antidote to wokeism and marxism and the garbage that kids learn at school or online tuttle twins have two phenomenal bundles going on with their black friday sale it's this week only don't miss out on this get your christmas shopping done early tuttletwinsbeck.com tuttletwinsbeck.com you get the black friday deal and all of the one-time bonuses that are available again this week only don't miss it it's tuttletwinsbeck.com tuttletwinsbeck.com this is the glenn beck program Pat and Stu for Glenn today, 
B-E-C-K. Uh, we got to play you this MSNBC stuff here in a few minutes. Jeez. Um, they are, as we mentioned earlier, at the top of their game. And their game, of course, is uh, insanity. They're just completely stark raving mad. Uh, and it starts with the morning postum show with Joe and his main squeeze, Mika, who are actually married now. I mean, they denied for a long time that they were even interested in each other. Oh, yeah. And now they're married. Now, I don't know who they're denying it to because I can't imagine a person caring. <laughs> so uh, I don't know who they're denying it well, to, that's but a good apparently point. somebody. That's a good point. Somebody cared. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I will never forget how friendly they were to Donald Trump at the very beginning of this oh, thing. My. God, they Do you remember the, the difference guy. between 2015 and 2016 oh, with yeah. these people? Yeah. I mean, I, they was... loved Donald Trump and they were best friends and they invited him to his to their wedding. I'm glad you, you remember, remember that. Oh yeah. Oh My yeah. Gosh. He came to parties. They were they were the best of friends. They and sure were. When, when they thought they could get benefit from his ratings. Yes. And so they brought him on all the time. Yes. I'm glad you remember that, Pat, because when you go through this clip. Oh my gosh. Uh, and you hear them saying how they can't believe how other media members are treating Donald Trump. It's, <laughs> it's going to be infuriating. Oh, man. The Glenn Beck Program. Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hmm. All right, who is the most dangerous person in America and maybe even in the history of the world? We'll share with you uh, some thoughts on that that Joe Scarborough had. Uh, coming up here in a minute. I know you can't wait because, man, I worry about what Joe Scarborough has to say. Don't you? Uh, every day I oh, wake up and gosh. I'm very concerned about How it. How does Joe Scarborough feel about this? We'll get into that coming up in one minute. My pillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. For instance, your towels. You go into stores, towels feel soft at the touch at first. Then you go home, use them, and you find they're not really absorbent at all. That's why my pillow now has my towels. They actually work. They're soft and absorbent. Now my pillow is excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. What makes these towels great is they're now made with 100% long staple Sherpa cotton. This comb ring spun cotton is is what make these towels absorbent and softer than ever. Right now, you can get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. With promo code BECK, you can get the designer premium line for $20 more. No matter what set you decide on, that's 50% savings. Find this offer. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Check out the new My Towels six-piece towel set and get 50% off in savings. Again, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Thank you. 
Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, I know, uh, Stu, you were on with uh, Sarah Gonzalez on the News and Why yesterday. yeah. And uh, came across a really interesting clip from Joe Scarborough. Well, really interesting and Scarborough really don't go hand in hand. No. Uh, (laughs) No. It's a contradiction in terms. It's just, uh, I don't know. Do you have this feeling, like you ever... Think to yourself, uh, you know, I'd love to, this. What I what I believe in this particular situation doesn't benefit me, and I would love to just say the opposite. <laughs> no, right? you ever have that opinion? I never have that opinion. You never had no. that moment. I d- no. You know, I, it would be uh-uh. great for me to just be able to blurt out the opposite of what I believe because it will please my audience. <laughs> yeah. You ever, you ever have that? I have no. never had that. Uh-huh. Never. So, some people do apparently. In fact, we've done the opposite on a couple of occasions. Right. And, yes. Uh, uh, yes. To our detriment. To our detriment. Whatever. I mean, like but again, you know what? You can't. I mean, your audience knows when you're lying anyway. Yeah. Usually, I mean, I don't know if that's true on MSNBC, but I yeah, think I you know, know. In, at least in conservative talk radio, that's how I go into it. Yeah, and and look, you don't get into this if you want to go into a business to uh, get adulation and you know, and, and all of that. You go into liberal, <laughs> you go into liberal politics because there, you know, you will get praised by the media. Yeah. You, yeah. You'll have celebrities fawning all over you. Blah blah blah. You go into conservative media. You do it because you care about conservative principles. That's why you do it. I'd like to think, though, if ever, and I can't imagine it happening, but if ever I worked at CNN or MSNBC, I would still say what I actually believe. You yeah, know? I just not what the audience wants to hear, which is why I wouldn't be hired at CNN or MSNBC. But if I did, you you don't change your opinions based on the network y- you work for. No, it's just stupid. I, it's just boring, right? Like I, I, we do. Look, that's not to say that there aren't uh, conservative media and and you know, fundraising and politics has their share of grifters, just like every other you know business. Mm-hmm. Like we we know that that does happen. But like generally speaking, when you get into this business, it's it's a weird business to get into for that type of stuff because it's not you don't get the love, the adulation of of the world. You're not put on a pedestal. You mm-hmm. want to say how great Hamas is. Uh, you, you know, you get some of that. Yeah. You, you want to say, um, you want to say that, um, uh, look at what's her face. This, this stupid, uh, female soccer player. What's her name? I can't think of Megan Rapino. Rapino. Mm-hmm. She, she comes out and she says, oh yeah, you like, it, talks about how it's wonderful that, you know, boys are winning women's sporting events. Jeez. Like, I don't know. Does she believe that? Probably. She seems like an idiot, but like, <laughs> I, if she didn't like, if she didn't believe it and she just said it, she'd still get the same adulation. She would get all the uh, all the sponsors, all the advertisers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Is she was she at one point a good soccer player? I don't know. It seemed like she kind of blew the World Cup. Is the one thing mm-hmm. you know, kind of uh, was kind of on her back. But whatever, like you know, uh, she can come out and say these things, and people will fawn over her. You go to the conservative side; it's not the same. So we 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 bring this up with Joe Scarborough because at one point he was a Republican congressman. Yeah. Uh, and he claimed to be a conservative. I, I don't know if there was a ton of evidence of that at the time. He was, I would say, a generic Republican. He wasn't the worst Republican in Congress, but he was nowhere near the top half. Um, and, you know, he became a Republican congressman of, of little note and then got a job at MSNBC. He did. A, he tried to do a radio show for a while that failed. And right. He, and that it, what's amazing there, MSNBC didn't start out to be the MSNBC of today. Right. They were completely different. They were different. They were kind of like a 
trying to be a normal kind of technology focused news network then they became a left-wing arm of the democrat party yep and that was long ago as we Uh all would note by now but i mean there was a time where conservatives actually could get on the air at msnbc and so at that point did yeah yeah i used when i worked in houston they used to have me on there all the time all the time cnn as well Mm -hmm. uh but they you know there's no chance of that now no, they would never. Um, that would never happen. They would never do it because that's just not what they do uh, now. And of course, that's long been known. Now, of course, if you want to survive at MSNBC and you happen to be hired in a place where they might hire a conservative and then mm-hmm. the network changes, what do you do? Well, you can either continue to say what you are generic Republican things like Joe Scarborough kind of said he believed at the time, or you can completely transform right. into a person who does nothing but criticize conservatives and i guess and then that, you keep your job that could happen organically i don't know maybe you're just since you're exposed to so many people of uh, that ilk and that mindset maybe you just yeah start to agree with them and I, I don't know i think too the trump era did change some people yeah who i think it did. maybe really work <clears throat> some flavor of conservative for a while wind up not liking trump for whatever reason and wind up maybe kind of changing their views mm-hmm. that does happen people change you know yeah um but again when you're still maintaining you're a conservative and this is all you do it's, it seems a little hollow and not to mention that it's blatantly obvious that you know he caters his message to to msnbc viewers who are very very liberal very very infrequent to find there's not many of them but uh, they are power players within dc like that this, this show is done for people in dc and new york media um not not to g- gather a large audience but to cater specifically to those people it's a it's this weird insular sort of ecosystem they've built they don't get ratings they don't people mm-hmm. don't watch the show but the people who do watch are kind of think of themselves as important it's why they get relatively good guests for a show of an audience that size i mean normally a lot of this you know celebrities or power players would never want to go on a show like that because only like four people watch it but <laughs> they've been able to build up a, a reputation for a place where these people go so that's a yeah. lot of setup for joe scarborough but it's important to kind of realize where this comes from and now you have to hear this clip because <laughs> it it's is incredible and keeping in mind too one other thing and that's that Joe Scarborough and Mika were huge Donald Trump fans. Yes. Well, that in 2015, when he first announced, they had him on all the time, all, all the time, mm-hmm. at least once a week and usually multiple times. They let him week. call in on the phone, which normally you don't yeah. let candidates do. You may, right. no, if you want to come on the air, you come on and like show your face. No, they let him call in on the phone over and over and over and over and over again. They're, Praised him constantly, said how funny he was, how likable he was. Yeah. They went to parties with him. They invited him to their wedding. Yeah. All of those things mm-hmm. happened. Uh, and we haven't forgotten that. Uh, he has. He wants you to forget he it. He wants you to forget mm-hmm. it. Uh, but here's what he now says about Donald Trump. Yeah, have a responsibility to, to really to tune out the voices of of the haters, of, of mm-hmm. the people that are constantly uh, double shilling and triple checking and shilling for him and suggesting Sick. that somehow they're being biased, no, bending stop. over backwards, that treating him like is... a normal candidate. Stop that. That's how that's Joe Scarborough. <laughs> He's describing literally himself yes. throughout the entire primary season mm-hmm. for the Republican Party in 2015 and 2016. At some point, they had a falling out in 2016, and he then all of a sudden acted like he was a critic. But like, mm-hmm. they are a large part of the reason why uh, Donald Trump got 
a lot of media attention early on. Now, of course, Trump would always get media attention, but they helped that along and helped sure push did. him they as sure a candidate did. in the Republican primary because, yeah. number one, they thought he would lose. They weren't conservatives. They didn't like Donald Trump as a, as a presidential candidate, but they assumed he would lose if he got the actual nomination. Yeah. And they loved the ratings. They liked money. They liked the money that they got. It was the only time anyone watched their show of any note. Mm-hmm. You, you get these big audience bursts because Donald Trump would come on the air and he'd say something. They'd laugh at him and they'd treat him like he was a celebrity. I'll never forget the clip that came out uh, that I think one of their producers released mm. where they had him in the studio and they kept the microphone going. They kept recording. Uh, and he and Mika were talking to Trump in the studio. And, OK, what do you want to talk about next? Where, where do you want to go with this? What should we what would you like to promote? What would you like to talk about? Yeah. And they had this whole discussion about what would you like us to do for you right now? Right. I like, mean, amazing. Like, it would, again, like I would have you on the show and say off the air, yeah, hey, what, Pat, do like, what, what do you want to talk about? Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you got? Is there anything you want to hit? Like, Not, I'm going to hit you with a whole bunch of really hard questions. No, they well, they loved the guy. Loved him. They were his friends. Yep. They, they ran in the same circles. They went to the same parties. They were... Mm-hmm buddies and he desperately wants you to forget that now look as you might say as a person who likes donald trump you might say well i mean like that's there's nothing wrong with that and there isn't anything wrong with that but the problem what's wrong with it is number one they decided they didn't like him anymore and 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 (laughs) totally turned on him and and now he's the worst person in the world worst person in the world maybe in the history of the world as as we're about to find out yeah uh, yeah exactly he's about to describe him in ways that you will not believe but like it is a central part of who these people are mm-hmm. to say how bad Donald Trump is. And they desperately want everyone to forget that they love the guy more than life itself mm-hmm. in the most crucial time. When when Donald Trump, if let's say you're an anti-Trump person, in the time that Donald Trump could be pushed away, could have been eliminated from the primary, could have not become when president of the United States. When candidates. When it mattered... Joe Scarborough was the most pro-Trump voice in the media that was not I don't even I think he was more pro-Trump than anybody was on Fox at the time with maybe one exception maybe one exception mm-hmm. but it was not uh, not a lot of them <laughs> no there really there were not a lot of exceptions to that because no. at the time Fox was pretty skeptical of Donald Trump now they yeah. wound up coming along to the Donald Trump thing and wound up and now having, they're back to skeptical now they seem to be a little more skeptical again I don't know I don't I don't know don't really care it's I crazy suppose. but still it's fascinating okay let's hear a little bit more of the idiocy from Joe Scarborough he's not a normal candidate not a normal candidate he is running to end American democracies we know it <laughs> he's an authoritarian who a, a court uh, in in Colorado okay. two days ago ruled that, that they he did not. led an insurrection against the United okay. States okay. government. Yeah. Stop. This, this was in a ruling. By the way, the ruling was that Donald Trump should be allowed on the ballot in Colorado. That was what the ruling was. In the conversation about the ruling, they said, while we believe that he was involved in blah, 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 blah. They didn't rule that he was... Because the whole point of the Constitution, if you are, rule, if you are ruled to be guilty of insurrection you can't That's be on treason the, right it's treason and you, and you cannot become president that's why they were going after this in colorado to keep him off the ballot it didn't work it doesn't he doesn't include the detail there right that he's right. on donald trump will be on the ballot it's so, so if they ruled him guilty of insurrection he would not be on the ballot what happened was the opposite of what joe scarborough says and this is constant with joe scarborough yeah. what he says he just said 
all these media sources cannot treat him like a normal candidate. That was your entire 2015 and 2016. <laughs> it was you yep. treating him not like like he was a normal candidate, but like the best guy in the world. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah. it's insurmountable. The denial this guy is in. I don't know how much we'll get through, but let's try it again. <laughs> leading schemes to help overthrow uh-huh. the United States government. So, oh so, my so God. if they are want you, to are frame you kidding it, me? Uh, that way, that's fine. If, if you want to be fair, mm-hmm. oh, if you, you want to be fair, then you will frame this uh, as uh, Joe Biden being the candidate that supports American democracy. Oh my, and Donald God. Trump, a candidate who supports a new form of government here. This authoritarian. Okay, stop, pause stop. it for a sec. Okay, this is becoming too oh much for me. I don't know if I can get through it. Oh my gosh! So Biden is the pro democracy, which, by the way, yeah, he probably is. He probably wants us to be a democracy. We're not a democracy. I can't. What are we, it. Pat? A We're a constitutional republic. republic. Not. A, it has yeah. elements of democracy inside it, of that constitution. It does, but we are republic? not a democracy, We're and the democracy, democracy is a is a literal attempt to bring about uh, acceptance of socialism. They want to bring about a democratic socialism. That's what they're trying to do. That's why they're trying to get us so familiar with the Democrat thing, with the democracy thing. This is what Vladimir Lenin did in Russia because he was so afraid that people wouldn't accept communism or socialism. So he framed it in a completely different way. This is his framing of it. Uh, it. We'll get into more of this uh, coming up in one minute. Black Friday is coming, and the deal you won't want to miss is Blinds.com's biggest event of the year. Get up to 50% off site-wide, plus Black Friday doorbusters, only at Blinds.com. For 25 years, Blinds.com has provided a better way to buy premium custom window treatments. They're 100% online, so there's no showroom markups or waiting around hours just to get a quote from a pushy salesperson. No matter how many window treatments you choose, installation is just one low cost plus everything is backed by blinds.com's 100 satisfaction guarantee not happy with the final product they make it right give your home a fresh look for the holidays do what tanya and i do skip the horrible black friday lines and traffic with blinds.com shop blinds.com's black friday sale happening now get up to 50 percent off site-wide plus doorbusters their biggest sales event of the year remember save up to 50 percent right now at blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply All right, so uh, let's see if we can get through this uh, clip here because it's not even as outrageous as you're going to get. Oh, it gets much worse than this. Oh, much Nothing's worse. even happened yet. If you think this is bad, eh, hang on. That's simple. And by the way, Reverend Allen, people go, oh, you can't compare him to past kidding. Nazi leaders. You can't compare him to this past Nazi leader or that past fascist leader because he hasn't done that. Well, what hasn't he done? He oh, okay. hasn't Everybody, stop, done the stop. thing. We're, we're not... <laughs> what? <laughs> what hasn't he done to compare him to Nazi leaders like yeah. Adolf Hitler? Yeah. I don't know. Murder people? Yeah. You know, it's Put funny. people in prison camps? When I think hmm. of Adolf Hitler, yeah. one of the first things that comes to my mind is the Holocaust. One of the first things. Is it really? Now, of course, you, huh. there are other things. Well, you're a little the, picky. The Autobahn. 
for example. Okay. That was one of the first things that comes to mind, of The course. Volkswagen? The Volkswagen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, we understand there are other things that come to mind, but number one on my list is, is the Holocaust. The Holocaust. Uh, murdering huh. millions and millions of Jews. I feel similarly. Really? Uh, yeah. I thought I was alone yeah. after watching that clip. We should note, by the way, the person he's bringing in to discuss uh the uh the nazi-ish <laughs> views of donald trump is Hi- mr jaime town himself al one, sharpton one of, yeah yeah um yeah. A, a man who has been on record mm. uh with slurs really negative slurs over and over again uh, about jews <laughs> yeah i mean that's yeah multiple times ancient history at this point i suppose in, in al's life but certainly no 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 uh, no authority on this particular matter um in uh, in addition to that, uh, you have this idea that what 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 hasn't he done that other fascist leaders have have done? Well, I mean, he hasn't killed eight million Jews. <laughs> That's one of the things he has. <laughs> or done. started a war that killed fifty million. Oh people my god! Yeah, uh, worldwide. Yes. Yeah, so, he didn't do that yet. Which uh, is a so, significant part. Like I, I seems read, significant to me. I, I read the uh, Volker Ulrich <laughs> book. Uh, uh, two of them on Hitler. The his uh, really. Um, you know, beginning to end, uh, uh, Hitler ascent and Hitler downfall, um, and they mention him killing Jews a lot. And do they book. really? Yeah, that, like, so that uh, was an important element times, in yeah, their mind in the book concerning Adolf Hitler. It was co- covered. Huh, now weird. they also do weird. You know, mention his love for dogs. Oh, he loved, he loved dogs? dogs. He loved his dogs. Oh, he's he was, a dog person. Yeah, at times huh. in his life, he was a vegetarian what? for periods. Wow, um, you share a lot in common with him. Don't you love dogs? <laughs> and I'm a vegetarian. And you're a vegetarian. Though he wasn't an actual vegetarian because he had, <laughs> he had like odd exceptions to rules where he would eat meat. Oh. Which is not normal, typical huh. of vegetarians. Well, he was like me in that <laughs> but, way because I'm mostly vegetarian. Are you? Yeah. But I'll have an occasional, you know, piece of chicken okay. or some fish. Oh, you know, that's, that's healthy. And a little bit of beef, you know? I got some Cow, beef. steak. How, how? Roast. Roast. <laughs> Yeah. Brisket? Brisket. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of brisket. Okay. This is Texas, after all. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of but, course. So that, that, but you're mostly... And, and, you know, I'll, from time to time, eat pork, you oh, know, okay. pig, okay, bacon. Some, yeah. mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Had me some bacon on my birthday. It was delicious. Oh, really? Yeah, but that's unusual. It's unusual. I'm you're, mostly you're... vegetarian. I, I don't eat any bear. No I, bear. I don't eat alligator. Or, really? Uh, I don't, I, I don't, for instance, eat possum. Never? Never. I've never eaten okay. possum. So, yeah, you're mostly... Most species on this planet that are meat-based, <laughs> yeah. I don't eat. So, like, if you were to say a percentage, you're probably only eating, like, 5 or 10% of the animals on Maybe Earth. Maybe even less than that. Yeah. yeah. It might even be less. It might even be less. <laughs> no insects? <laughs> no. None no whatsoever. Okay. Even though the UN is trying desperately yeah. to get me to eat them. You're not going to like your future still, menu. No, I know. I tell you that much. I know. You're not going to like that I'll at all. I'll own nothing and love it, and I'll eat bugs and love that as well. That's coming That'll soon. That'll be my protein. But so. also coming soon is a lot more of this clip. But Sarah <laughs> mocked me when we got off the air. She said, you're gonna, you're not going to get through that clip in one hour with Pat. Oh, that's probably and true. That's probably true. But we're going to yeah. do our best mm-hmm. uh, because it's so infuriating. And I will tell you, the, the craziest parts are yet to come. <laughs> It's incredible. Uh, More on the way. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program.
Well, we have the holiday season upon us again. The increase in traveling, shopping, connecting online can significantly increase the opportunity for identity theft. Help protect your family's identity and your finances with LifeLock. They can lower the risk of identity thieves draining your accounts, opening new loans in your name, and damaging your financial future. LifeLock detects and alerts you to the threats that you might miss. You'll overlook them in your busy holiday season. But if you do experience ID theft, a U.S.-based restoration specialist is dedicated to your case and will provide expert-level service to help resolve the issue on your behalf. Plus, all of their plans are backed by LifeLock's million-dollar protection package with stolen fund reimbursement up to the limits of your plan. Protecting Tanya and my identity and finances, invaluable. So is the peace of mind that comes with it. Join LifeLock today. Save up to 25% off your first year. Go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. Save 25% your first year. LifeLock, identity theft protection starts here. As the mainstream media perpetuates the left's insanity, we're helping you fight back one truth at a time. More Glenn Beck next. It is Pat and Stu for Glenn today, 888-727-BEZK. Let me just give you a quick reminder about Kexi Cookies, that uh, our big Black Friday sale oh. is 25% off. Yeah. So Friday and Monday, both. Uh, Cyber Monday, Black Friday, you get 25% off Kexi Cookies. Kexi.com. Check it out. How do you spell that? K-E-K-S-I. Delicious. I am going to be making a big uh, cookie platter for my Thanksgiving tomorrow. Oh, nice. I'm very excited about okay. it. Okay. I got a Boston cream. I got oh, a couple eggnogs. So good. And and the Boston cream goes away uh, on the 26th of this month. Wow, that's evil. It kind of goes away. We're, we're going to include it in the Christmas box. So that's that'll be the only place you can get it after the 26th. Oh, but, wow. It's, they're all right. delicious, though. You'll yeah. love them. And Try it's em. a great hit at every holiday gathering. So definitely get some. Uh, you know, somebody who's not a big hit is Joe Scarborough. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Forgot about this. Quite the opposite. We're going to try to get through this, but man, is it difficult. I mean, here's a guy who purports to be conservative. Uh, and he still purports that. In fact, let me just play this little clip right here. This New York Times article. And let's, you an just idea. Go, let's just go through them. Okay, go um, through them. Because it, it's time that fascism is called fascism, and Americans <laughs> right. know exactly what they're voting for. And, yeah. you know, I, I've heard people uh, poo-poo this and go, oh, people on the far left. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a conservative. I'm on the right. Wait, what? What? Okay, he's a conservative. What? He's on the right. Is that oh, still okay. something he, you know. <laughs> he still claims. Yeah, this is a, it's incredible. another weird media dynamic that goes on in that like someone of Joe Scarborough's um, ability <laughs> is completely worthless as a liberal. Yeah. Because there right. are better right. liberals, right? Like there are plenty of people yeah. who can come on and say like, hey, killing kids is great. Like that's a that's a that's a thing that's like very common. You can find really talented people to do that. Like every yeah. celebrity's a liberal, right? You could just bring them on and host the show. Where Joe Scarborough shows any value is a guy who says he's conservative but agrees with all the liberals on everything. Like it's a it's a it's a whole Incredible. industry, yeah. right? 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 And you, you make a living out of that. Yeah. I mean, there's people who are you know uh, what's her face uh, over at the Washington Post has been doing this for a very long time. The columnist uh, Jennifer Rubin. Uh, same thing. Mm. Like she's been saying mm-hmm. forever. Like she's and at one point she maybe was conservative, uh, but now makes her money 
bashing conservatives. There's tons of people. Adam Kinzinger. Adam Kinzinger is another great example. Mm-hmm. No, There'd be no reason to... He was a nothing congressman. No one yep. knew who he was. He was a giant zilch. But as, they love him on the left But they now. love him now. Because he'll right? bash, bash, bash the yeah. right. Now he's on TV all the time. Now and, he, gets, uh, he gets attention all the time. And just one other thing I want to just clear up, because they continually say fascism is a right-wing situation. No. It is not. No. Big government is what it takes to become a fascist. Yep. Right? You have to have a Total massive control. government to back up everything you're trying to do as a dictator, as a fascist dictator. That is anti-right-wing. That right-wing, it wants the smallest possible government. The conservative... Uh, ideology on this is we want government to be as small as possible and still maintain some semblance of order but yeah and it, and localize the government as much as possible make yes. local decisions for none for of that your, is fishistic no, no. none of it the, the the i mean this might shock people like joe scarborough <laughs> i don't know but one of the defining characteristics of the nazi regime was total government control yeah uh, from a centralized position if yes. adolf wanted it adolf got it in nazi germany that was kind of how the country ran. Yeah. It was very, very central to his idea of how government should work. And it's the exact opposite of everything. And I don't know if he still would remember this, but everything a conservative would believe and argue for. So it is completely a fallacy to say that uh, the uh, fascism is of the right. It is not. It's nonsense. That might be true in Europe. It is not true in the United States of America. All right. Uh, there's more. And we haven't even gotten to the worst of it. What hasn't he done? He hasn't done the things Mm -hmm. that the American judicial system did not allow him to do last time, but may (laughs) very well allow him to do this time or why would they or a judicial system that will be Mm -hmm. ignored by Donald Trump oh, like and ran Biden over by doing- Donald Trump mm. to create the greatest constitutional crisis of our lifetimes just because he hasn't oh done it yet. Doesn't mean he won't do it when he gets a chance to do it. Pause okay, it for stop. A second. He already had that chance. Yeah, he was president. He could have done it for, for four, four years. years. What so, are you talking about? It's remarkable. It's <sighs> remarkable. And I, this is going to another. Even makes sense. I hate to do a history lesson on the day before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, but let me just delve into this one more time. Uh huh. One of the defining characteristics of Adolf Hitler was that he didn't care what the judiciary told him was right or wrong. He right. did what he wanted to do. Yeah. People who are fascist dictators. And he had the power to make that happen. Right. Because he had a big government behind him. Yeah, but sometimes, I mean, he would make, he, I mean, famously made a speech where he said, look, I know what I did yesterday was unconstitutional, but it had to be done. <laughs> that That's because he didn't care. Yeah. He didn't care what the judiciary told him. Right. He just did it. Then he goes on to assign it. that characteristic to Trump. Well, this time he might not even listen to the judiciary. Well, that's what fascist dictators do. That's not what Donald mm. Trump did. When he lost court rulings, he had to live with the court rulings that he lost. Uh, look, yeah. I mean, you could say a lot of things about Donald Trump, but he did not act as a fascist dictator as he president of the United States. No. I mean, I, I, honestly, sometimes I see people who claim to be on the right arguing for him to do more of that, and I don't want him to do more of that. I think that's a very bad idea and a mm-hmm. very um, uh, a path that leads us to very terrible things. And everybody believes that who believes in the Constitution, because yes. the Constitution doesn't allow for that. There's the, the president of the United States doesn't have that kind of power to become a fascist dictator. Mm-hmm. So 
The, the, the country that they are describing cannot exist under a system described by conservatives in America. That is the whole, mm-hmm. right. one of the main right. reasons we argue for these things is because we worry about centralized government doing too many things, controlling too mm-hmm. many lives. Obvi- this is a blatantly obvious thing, obvious thing to say, but Adolf Hitler controlled every aspect of everyone's life. Everyone in the government mm-hmm. acted on behest of Adolf Hitler to control every aspect of their life up until whether the life existed or not. Right? He, that, that, mm-hmm. That's what he did. It was nothing like he wants to build a wall to protect our borders. It's not like that. <laughs> right. It's not like him saying mean things on Twitter. It's not like that. That's not... I don't know. Adolf probably would, would have been a very visceral tweeter if he, was ex- if, he, mm-hmm. if he lived in our era. But that would not be what he would be noted for. <laughs> he would not be known for that. He would be known for things like the Holocaust, which, again, Donald Trump was president and did not do. And could not do it under a system. But if he was the dictator that Joe Scarborough is saying he is, he wouldn't care about those restraints. He didn't even pursue jailing Hillary. No. Who actually committed some crimes fact, and that could have been pursued. In fact, he immediately came out and, and told said, no, his or, own audience, worry about that. by the way, I never really meant that. Yeah. We're right. never, we were never, he said, we were never really going to do that. And we all know he does from time to time engage in hyperbole. <laughs> I've never noticed that. Yeah. All right. Let's see how much we can get through here. He's voted into office. <laughs> then a lot of these people that are talking about literal or figurative or whatever the hell they're saying. You're going to look like Oh, is that, that's a knock at our friend uh, Selena. Because he uh, yeah, will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he will ex- he's execute people to imprison, what? execute. Okay. Again, uh, stop. He will execute whoever he's allowed to execute. Fascist dictators don't care what they're allowed to do. They would just execute the people they wanted to execute. That's what they did. That was By the whole definition. story. It's the whole book. All the books about it. They all tell that. All the documentaries. All the movies. Everything about the Hitler era points you to the idea that they don't care what people say about who they can kill and who they can't. That's the whole problem with them, or at least a large part of it. Maybe Donald Trump will be the first caring fascist dictator. And he'll be Maybe. worried about... Well, I don't like what people are saying about me executing all these people. Yeah, ah, yeah. the judiciary it. did say darn I it. shouldn't kill the 6 million Jews or 8 million but Jews. I went ahead but and yeah. did it. Ah, darn it. Darn. Darn. Probably, oh. well, yeah, I should have done it, but dang it, I feel a little bit. Nah, I really don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, let's go. Uh, 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 drive from the yeah. country. Uh, just look at his past. It's not yeah, really. We, yeah, we should, yeah. Really, that's only, a great again, point. The look only at his thing past. that stood between him and? and the destruction of American is democracy what? Is what? was the federal judiciary. Uh, okay, wait. So, again, what does a fascist dictator care about the American judiciary? Nothing. They, w- w- Hitler owned the judiciary. They just ruled however he wanted to rule. Look at Russia. They mm-hmm. rule however Putin wants them to rule. Yeah. That's how this works when you're a dictator. That's not how it works in America. We have protections and an American tradition that that pushed back against whatever bad instincts not only Donald Trump might have, but other presidents have. Like, for example, taking over the student loan uh, uh, system and and wiping out hundreds of billions of dollars of debt without the Congress. The president of the United Mm. States tried to upend the Constitution, and he was derailed on that effort because of the American judiciary. He did something that he knew and stated previously was unconstitutional and did it anyway. And we have a system that was strong enough to push back against that. That's the system working. But again, 
Every president tries crap like this, not to the level of, of you know, the Holocaust, but to the level of pushing the boundaries. Yeah. And typically what you see is the American judiciary and the Constitution holding up. A, con- a constitutional conservative would understand that. Right. But again, they just he, they want to be in this world where, uh, you know, his. By the way, have you ever been to a party with Donald Trump? I, I have not. No? No. No. I, I personally haven't. I how haven't many, either. How many? Oh, I, you know, I, I don't hang with Donald huh. Trump at all. That's weird. It's weird, but Joe Scarborough's been to, what, hundreds of them? Probably. And yet he's the guy who touted his presidency, touted what a wonderful guy he was for years and years and years and years, and now comes out and tries to convince you that he was touting Adolf Hitler. And we're supposed to respect him for yeah. it. Yeah. What a backwards freaking world this guy lives in. And I think he's about to get to the real meat of this discussion. No, oh, no. There's more. Oh, that was it? Oh, okay. We made well, it. He did say... We did it. We got to the end of the clip. <laughs> it's only been Sarah Gonzalez, 47 minutes. Oh, so in your face. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. And oh, my I, gosh. I, you know, we, we... And the claim was, uh, if not in this clip, it's in another clip, that he's actually more dangerous yeah. than Hitler, Mussolini... And Vladimir Putin. Wow. Oh, wow. That's quite, wow. Quite, a, quite a claim. Quite a claim. Oof. Maybe you shouldn't have been supporting him then, if you really maybe. believe that. Now, of course, yeah, he maybe. doesn't believe it. He just knows that his audience Stupid. will will flock to that nonsense, like, you know, uh, uh, insects to light. Yeah. And that is uh, what, you know, that's how he keeps his job. Saying things like that is how he keeps his job. Now, look, you, you a lot of people don't want, there's one, there's one school of thought, Pat, that says don't sell your soul. Oh, there is? Uh, there is one oh, school, wow. of salt, uh, 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 school of thought that says, you know what? Don't sell your soul for money and power. Uh, it's like other, <laughs> yeah, it's, but... Uh, it's not a well-known school anymore. Yeah, and nobody's ever attended exist. that school, have they? Uh, it's certainly not Joe Scarborough or Mika. No. All right, 888-727-BECK. More coming up. You know, you just heard a bunch of idiocy. You just heard 47 minutes of us going through a clip that is incomprehensible by any standard. And it's also a representation of basically what your kids are being taught at public schools right now. If you have kids in public schools, if you have grandkids in public schools, if you know of any kid who is in public school that you care about, if you care about the future of our country, you need to make sure that they understand the actual foundations of this nation. Why, for example, um, Joe Biden couldn't do that thing with student loans. Why he couldn't just, uh, what, uh, eviction moratorium? You're just allowed to just do that as on a whim as president? No, you're not. And that got just derailed as well. Why does this stuff happen? Because we have a constitutional system. We have founders who really thought about this stuff. And we, we went through an article this, this week earlier that was entitled, Forget the Founding Fathers. What they said doesn't matter. Who cares what they would have thought about today's issues? If you think that, then you haven't thought about our founders. And right now, Tuttle Twins uh, are doing uh, a uh, big Black Friday sale. Kids can learn about these constitutional principles, and they can actually understand the truth about our history and why it does matter today. These books are an antidote to wokeism and Marxism and the garbage kids learn at school or online, and Tuttle Twins has two phenomenal bundles going on this week only. You want to help kids? You want to help the future of this country? Tuttle Twins is a great way to do it. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the Black Friday deal and the all-in-one uh, the, this, uh, bundle that they have with uh, these bonuses that are available only this week. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Check it out now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. 
Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn. Um, looks like Matt Gates is, I, it kind of surprises me, really underwater with Florida voters. Have you seen that? Yeah. He's got 21% approval rating. 21. Not good. No. Pat, that's suboptimal. Thank you. I would say, yeah, I mean, you're going way out on a limb there. Yeah. Calling it suboptimal. Yeah, I know. Look, I, I'm taking but bold stances. I'm going to have to go with you on that. Now, it doesn't matter for Matt Gates and what his approval rating is statewide for his current job. It only matters whether he can get elected in his own district. I, but, but I guess he's having trouble in his hometown. Yeah, so. and, and also the big rumor was he wants to be governor. governor. He wants to be the next governor. Yeah. So that's not gonna, you're not going to do that with a 21% approval rating. Um, and you know what? I mean, I... I disagree with Gates on some things, but I agree with him on a lot of things. And I will say this about Matt Gates: He's kind of gutsy from time to time. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that... he, do you remember when he was, he was making fun? He was mocking some pro-abortion protesters, mm-hmm. and a female reporter came up to him to challenge him on that. Is it safe to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. What do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Be offended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Nobody does that. No. Nobody defends a position like that. <laughs> no, that's Are true. you saying that these women at these abortion rallies uh, are ugly and overweight? Yes. <laughs> that, that's What do you say to people who are offended by that? Yeah. Be offended. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's he is a congressman <laughs> made for the media era, right? I mean, he sure is. The social media era in particular. And yeah. that there's things to like about that and sometimes maybe not. There's some things not to like, but you know, I again, he is right on a lot of things, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I, there's a little bit of hero ball that goes on with Gates and a few of these other congressmen. You know, I don't know, like it's yeah, just, where you go a little too far. It's like on this, the, it's like yeah. you know, the guy who's like dribbling around, like hey, you've got two guys wide open and you're dribbling around four feet behind the three point line, <laughs> down two in the closing seconds, and just dribble between your legs eighty times, and then throw up a brick. Like there's a little of that with Gates, uh, you know. But overall, yeah, a little bit. Again, Admittedly. He's, he's not embracing socialism, so right. uh, he, he's better than a lot of the congressmen, that's for sure. Uh, all right, have a great Thanksgiving Day uh, and Black Friday, and we'll see you again the Monday. The Glenn Beck Program.